Good morning. If you were watching the Super Bowl, and some of these ads you would have seen and some of you wouldn't because we don't get all the American ads, uh, but you can see them online and people tend to see them anyway. And Budweiser had come up with an interesting ad. Bud Light ran these ads um, saying, to be clear, Bud Light is not brewed with corn syrup and Miller Light and Coors Light are. Here's a bit of it. Oh, brewers of Coors Light, is this corn syrup yours? Well, 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 looks like the corn syrup has come home to be brewed. <laughs> to be clear, we brew Coors Light with corn syrup. Ah. Bud Light, brewed with no corn syrup. Uh, Tony Chapman is here, Tony Chapman Reactions. I, I look at that and go, why am I supposed to be worried that the one beer has corn syrup and the other one doesn't? Because America is getting fat on corn syrup. This yeah. Is, this is the probably the biggest cause of obesity is the fact that they changed the sugar from a natural sugar 10 or 15 years ago to, to uh, taking the derivative of corn and this fructose, and it has contributed to the fattening of America. So that Bud Light thought, wow, we're, Coors Light is still the runaway train in the light category. This is something where we might go after more health conscious, people looking for something that's a little better for you. I've already made a choice to go to light beer if we offer them with uh, no corn syrup. But they went at it with a very competitive way, putting themselves on a pedestal against, uh, against the market leaders. To be clear, we brew Coors Light with corn syrup. Ah. Yeah. Well, we wrote to Chris Schreier this morning, Toronto Beer Blog, and he responded, simplest explanation is that corn syrup is not what is supposed to be the sugar in beer. Malted barley or other grains is. And then he writes, ask Bud Light if they're using rice syrup, because I bet good money they do. And he calls it kind of the industrialization of uh, beer these days, um, that it is just a cheaper, kind of quicker way to do it. He says if you have any kind of sophisticated taste, you can actually taste it. Oh, there's no question. Of, but, you know, soft drinks are the same way. They went, that's why you're seeing now the Cokes and Pepsis coming back with real raw sugar. Throwback, Pepsi throwback. The, fructose was a very inexpensive way of putting in the sweeteners that we crave in our North American diet. But when you talk to, uh, you know, your nutrition on Friday, she, yeah, she's going to she's just say the same thing. It's a horrible thing. Not only that, and not Jerry, I don't want to get, it's just the thing is it also took away a lot of the corn that they used to sell around the world to feed people. Corn was a staple. A lot yeah. of this corn started getting processed for sugar. So Bud Light, it's a very, very uh, interesting to put themselves on this pedestal. And again, they're going up against craft beer that people are also loving. Well, guess who's fighting back? The, the corn growers yeah, don't oh, yeah. mess with big corn. They put out a tweet last night, and it says, At Bud Light, America's corn farmers are disappointed in you. Our office is right down the road. We would love to discuss with you the many benefits of corn. Thanks, Miller Light and Coors Light, for supporting our industry. This is the interesting thing, Jerry, we've got nowadays is we've got this divide. And when you come out and make any kind of statement of who you are, it means you're also not that person. And in social media, the people that will uh, rally and this and corn farmers is a Budweiser steel workers and corn farmers. And this buds for you was the, the DNA of that brand. Yeah, let's talk about another one, and it's very close to home here. Unifor decided to uh, to run an ad, and uh, actually GM tried to stop them from running the ad. We have a little bit of the of the ending of it. The court said, no, they can run an ad if they want. Um, they they weren't saying anything that was legally incorrect about General Motors, and the Unifor ad, the union, ended this way. GM, you may have forgotten our generosity, but we'll never forget your greed. If you want to sell here, build here. They, of course, had gone on about all of the loans and guarantees and all kinds of stuff that people know of that uh, the taxpayers gave to General Motors. Was this a smart move by Unifor? 
smart by uniform, but one of the stupidest moves by a corporation. As soon as General Motors put it, went into court and, and said, lawyers, I want you to stop running the ad in this world of social media, every anarchist, every pro-Canadian worker, every union person is going to go and watch this ad. They just let it run on the, on the Super Bowl. Nobody would even comment on it because it just doesn't stand out against all the other great creative. But by, you can't build a moat. The old days of spin doctors, you know, that, that used to come in and say, I can contain this. I can contain this problem. I can, I can make it go away. You don't make it go away. All the lawyers at GM did is put kerosene on this flame and explode it. And now we're talking about it on the radio. I have no idea why General Motors in 2019 didn't figure out, you know what? They made the ad, let them run it, move on. Okay, uh, because Unifor is only going to run so many ads. I mean, they have money, but they're not, they don't have unlimited funds. They don't. And they would have run it. They put their big bet on the Super Bowl and they put the ad out and they had some very clever copy at the end. But again, it's consumers aren't going to boycott GM over the ad. But now we're talking about it. We're going, yeah, you're right. You know, our generosity versus greed. All right. But then, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I talked about this with my panel earlier this morning and with text messages and the panel and everything. We didn't have complete agreement on this. I come down to the idea that maybe some people in Oshawa and Windsor will no longer buy a General Motors product. But that most people in Canada's tension span will last about six weeks after they close. They close the Oshawa plant, and if somebody thinks that General Motors car is what I was looking for, it's the right price point, my payments are going to be okay, they'll buy it. Oh, I totally agree. What do we say in focus groups? We're pro-environment with this, with that, and how it turns into intent when we're shopping is very different. Price changes our mind. Uh, uh, We forget the boycott of the day. Where it's different is a country like China. If it suddenly says, I'm going to rally against Apple, you, d- you just do it because you know the government's watching. In Canada, we still have the freedom to make choices. Now, if you're suddenly out in the farms and people started putting pressure on you, if they started that, you know, we're going to, by the way, Jerry, I promise you on YouTube, you'll see somebody light their GM car on the fire for the YouTube moment, just okay. like they burnt their Nikes as a protest. But again, exactly what you said, I totally agree. Within six weeks, it'll be the next boycott coming through. All right, one more thing before we have to run out here. How would you react to the people who've written to me and say, well, the Canadian government should just tell General Motors, if you're not producing it here, then you can't bring GM cars into Canada anymore? Well, if we did that, we wouldn't have any products to eat or buy because most of what we consume, we import. We're an importing nation. So we sell a lot of natural resources and we bring a lot of produced goods back. We don't need that fight. We can't have that fight. Yeah. We wouldn't, if we can't set it, what, just can isolate General Motors? How about all the other car companies that have moved out of here? So we have to learn how to manufacture in Canada efficiently. That's the problem. Tony Chapman, Tony Chapman Reactions. Always good to have you. Thanks. Thanks, Jerry.